Kapaya. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Restoration Roundtable, Restoration Rebel Roundtable. It is the 17th of July already, 2018. Mr. Travis Chancy, get in the room. Here we go. Uh, we're gonna break. We're gonna break this mofo tonight. We are going to try to skew the plat platform, not the platform. The um, what you call it? What's the word I'm looking for? The way we format. do things. The format. Thank you very much, Mr. Brown. Uh, but first, before we do anything, we always read the four commitments. So here goes. Rebel commitments. In order to maintain clarity of purpose. We ask that every member of the rebel community make the following commitments. Number one, I will pr protect the value of my services. I will never provide free services as this would only serve to erode the value of similar services industry-wide. Number two, I will practice incredible transparency. I will explain our processes in details to my client. I will never hide details or manipulate reports. I will never communicate with a third party without also communicating with my client. Number three, and I'm going to talk about this tonight. I do not believe in competition. The restoration professionals in my market are part of my community. I will be an active member of that community. It is our unbreakable unity that will create the change that we strive for. Number four, I am willing to walk away from any project, any client, any contract that is not compatible with my values and stated mission. All right, let's do it. Let's go around the room. Who is here for the first time? I don't see any first timers. Um, Unless you're Mr. Sudan. We had Tim Hartle in here. Did he uh, bail out? Uh, I see a hand raised. Mr. Um, the other Clark Brown raised his hand. What's up, Mr. Strong? So this is John Lapetier. I don't know if you can hear me. I can't. Go ahead. I don't know why it listed me as Clark Brown, and I couldn't correct it. It's that darn link that we have out there hiding, lurking. It's the wrong link. Introduce yourself. What part of the country are you from? What do you do? And uh, what brought you to the Rebels? I'm from uh, Orlando. I'm an indoor environmental consultant. Yes, sir. Uh, been asked to chime in on a few things on Restoration Rebels and decided to uh, see what was going on. All right. Well, good. Hey, hey, Andy. Welcome. Yes, sir. John's kind of a big deal. Don't let him downplay it. John. John. John, did just talk. He's he's kind of a big deal with the ICRC, right, John? I don't want you to downplay who you are. I know you're probably humble. <laughs> I've uh, I've participated in uh, ICRC, RIA, and I'm the uh, recent immediate past president for IAQA. I was a two-term president for IAQA. Yep. Hey, Whit Whitridge, hold that uh, hold that book up one more time. What was that? Ooh, you got it. How is that? You go through it yet? Mr. Sean Scott, my good friend Sean Scott wrote that book. The guy's a genius. Didn't he write it? Is that the right one? Yeah, that's the right one. See, I got the same one right over here. That book is incredible. Holy mackerel. What are we doing in this business? We need to follow that book. Kaboom. Kaboom. <laughs> we, got, we got John Howells here, Brian Rauch. Good. Good. John Howell, you've been here before? Okay. All right. You want to say hi anyway? Or... <laughs> He's shy. He's in the dark. What about oh, Billy? There you Billy? go. No, wait. He wants to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, it's kind of dark over here. 
I'm in Nacogdoches, Texas. Nacogdoches. Nacogdoches. What do you do there? I own a water damage restoration, carpet cleaning, oil rug cleaning business. Perfect. How's business? I clean it. How's business? It's good. July's been good. Good. Travis Chancy. Travis Chancy, if y'all don't know, he's heading up our our local rebel chapter organization. So he's coming up with some some framework for how we're going to roll out rebel chapters nationwide out there in Denver, Colorado. So uh, how's that how's that effort going, Mr. Travis? Or do you got kids in the car you can't talk? Well, I'm trying to keep my three-year-old uh, from, you know, singing in the back. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, we, we have an, our next meeting on July 27th. I've, I've just been doing the meetings at my house at the kitchen table, and, uh, and hopefully you know, once we start doing, you know, different spots, I think we're going to try uh, different areas too. But it's so you know, nice and personal to have people over at the house and be able it to sure talk is. to everybody too. It, and, it feels uh, more like breaking bread. I mean, it's just Yeah, it like. does. It has that feel to it, you know. So, but it's, it's good. I, I really, you know, anticipate every meeting, everybody gets there. We're all, you know, just talking about, you know, things to make our companies better. And, and, uh, and I think the chapter thing is, re- is really going to be a, an outstanding thing on the social media. Yes. Kind of gets out there and you're getting some information and I'm into all the personal development stuff out there. So I'm, that's kind of, I don't listen to music much. I just, you know, listen to personal development stuff. So yes, trying to get that information out to people and, and, uh, you know, just, you know, being a rebel you know, means a lot to me, you know, and to my family and to everything else. I just got, I really want to, you know, the chapter level to be very organic and, uh, people basically have a, a real simple structure and not have to have to really think about it too much. Just you know, enjoying the camaraderie and, and talking and trying to get, you know, get better in life. So Absolutely. we all have enough, you know, bullets coming out of our head every day. And all we have Absolutely. to do is learn how to be ourselves and, and be able to be an independent thinker and, and just uh, be creative with the way we do our businesses. So, and I think yes, this Restoration Rebel movement definitely helped my, my, you know, my family and, and uh, my business. And, you know, I just yeah, I really look forward to working with everybody. Means the world to me, man. Means the world to me. I appreciate hey, you. Tra- hey, Travis. Yeah. I wanted to uh, take two things. So first off, I, I think I saw Stephen Ardenau came in the room. Stephen Ardenau had his first group meeting with some local restorers today in Arkansas. So maybe later this week, if you can link up with Stephen and ask him how that went and kind of share with him what you've been doing. But if Andy, if we're going to be talking about commitment number three tonight, mm-hmm. competition, yes. what better way would there be to be an example of no competition when you invite them to your home, mm. your kitchen table? I can't yes, imagine a better example of not of showing transparency of not being competition than bringing people where you break bread with your family and friends. So thank you, Travis. Yeah, no problem. And I just, I think everybody's just naturally going to kind of draw toward the, uh, you know, the personal organic type deal. You know, some people want to do it at their businesses and things like that, but yeah, I think it's better to just bring them in and, you know, be a part of the family. Cause that's, what's going to make it in, in the end. If we can just really, you know, be a community, you know, and uh, not try to fake it. You know, you actually have, have to put your foot forward and, and shake uh, the other person's hand and give them information and make their company better. That's all, all that's going to do is make your company better. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Well, thanks for being here, brother. Where are you headed? Soccer? Yeah, I had the uh, soccer practice. I had to go grab uh, chicken nuggets for the uh, kiddo, and then I had to go back to the uh, going to the playground so she can bounce around and you know, buy some burn, burn some energy. Yes, sir. And it is hot. 
It's hot on the West Coast. I don't know what's doing in Denver right now, but man, it's... We're having monsoons right now, and we just had a bunch of commercial work come in. A couple of roof leaks. Uh, roofers were in the middle of roofing, and uh, monsoons coming in. So just, you know, flooded, you know, 30,000 square foot building. So it was, it was a good deal. So, I mean, it's, it, you know, we kind of hit and miss with storms out here. But when the monsoon season uh, hits out in Colorado, it's very good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just that in Phoenix. It's covered by insurance, though. A lot of it built in. Got to get coverage. Got to get coverage. All right, let's all right. let's move on. Thanks, Travis. Yeah, thanks, buddy. And uh, all right, I don't see any more new faces. Anybody raising their hand want to say something before we get going? No. Bill, Bill, have you been here before, Billy? No, Billy. Havistat. All right, pr- pronounce that name and uh, introduce yourself. You got to unmute yourself first, though. You got to hit the unmute button there. Or I'll I'll do it for you. Here we go. There you go. Yeah, my name's uh, Billy Hovestad. I'm out of uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina. South Carolina. Love it. What do you do there? It's hot as hell here, too, by the way. <laughs> you guys got humidity, though. I can't handle it over there. Nah, yeah, it's we're used to it. Um, what was your question? Uh, what do you do over there? What, uh, what type of business do you run? Well, I run two. I run a uh, plumbing company and a restoration company. Good for you. That's a good combo. Good combo. Yeah, and I'm with a with a national brand too, so it kind of keeps us pretty busy. Good, good for you. How long have you been in the Rebels? Uh, well, it's probably seven months now. All right, welcome. welcome. We're yeah. gonna get you a shirt. We got to get everyone a shirt. I see it's, no it's actually shirt. It's kind of fun. Good, good. You getting some value out of it? Yeah, definitely is. I mean, it's the value is really good, and uh, you know, to see you know two sides of the stories is really nice to have sometimes. Mm-hmm. especially when uh you know I've, I've been in the plumbing world for 15 years and then uh got talked into this and uh <laughs> you know hearing everybody make sure you get you know you get your certifications first 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 all this stuff first god don't make a mistake like everybody else did <laughs> and um you know that's that's what i did and uh i'll tell you that uh, if anybody's thinking about it that would i would definitely do that first too yeah you gotta you gotta talk to talk first you gotta know what you're talking about first Oh, yeah. Hey, Bill, reach out to me later. Uh, actually, I'm leaving tomorrow for vacation next week, but I ran a very large restoration and plumbing company as well, so I can probably sympathize or empathize with some of the struggles that you're having, and uh, maybe in putting our brains together, we can maybe resolve a few of them, because I know we struggle. I mean, as much of it as a blessing, there are some struggles with it as well from a how the corporation, because you're talking about one side of your business that's COD and cash flow positive, and another is not, and and um, pricing and estimating and scoping become very, very tricky. So um, we can definitely have a conversation, but I, I know where you're at with that. So anyway, thanks for coming on, man. Oh, no problem. Who here is uh, – thanks, Billy. Appreciate it. I'm going to go ahead and mute you. Uh, who here is uh, – just raise your hand or, sh- or shake your head. Who's here part of the mentor program on the Facebook page? I know Travis is. Ken um, – who, what's the other, who's the other, John, you, uh, you part of the mentor program. Okay. Uh, how's that going? Just give me a thumbs up, thumbs down, or kind of eh, lukewarm thumbs down. Okay. Thumbs lukewarm. Okay. So not a lot of activity or is it hard, is it a hard time? Okay. Ken, why don't you tell us what's, what's your biggest, um, what's going on there? <clears throat> Let's see. Hang on. I got you. <clears throat> well,
Oh, I unmuted you already. I'm going to come and do that again. Unmute. There you Thanks. go. I got you. I got you. Um, I, uh, I don't have a ment- somebody to mentor yet. You were going to check on that. I swear I had lined up two people for you, but okay. All right. I'll, uh, I'll check on that. Maybe it's like people you hire, you know, you hire five and if you're lucky, one will show up. That uh, you might have a good point there, Ken. <laughs> well, we'll see. I'd love to help somebody if I can. Good. And that's what we're here for. That's, that's why we're all here. We, we just got to give what givers gain. There's just no two ways about it. And the, uh, the rising tide will float all boats. All right. I'm going to go ahead and mute you then, Ken. Let's talk about, I want to talk about, I'm going to put myself front and center there. Commitment number three, there is no competition. Hold on. Chris just jumped in. Chris Loke, Loki, Loke, how do you pronounce that name? Luelki. Luelki. That's a fresh face. Where are you from? Kelowna, BC, Canada. BC, Canada. Oh, a Canuck. All right. How's it going up there? What do you do? Uh, my official title is an IT manager, but um, I get thrown into every division of the company. Okay. Good. Well, welcome, welcome to the roundtable, man. Hope you get something out of it. What can? Uh, how long? How long have you been in the Rebel Group? Uh, I think about six months. Okay. Good. Good so far. Yeah, definitely uh, been useful. Good. All right. Well, welcome, man. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Go overhead and mute that. Uh, Ken says uh, he's got an IICRC AMRT in Winchester, Virginia next week. Seven ninety nine. Register at RIT Con Training. I think you misspelled that. It's in the chat. If you guys want to check it out, use code Rebel one hundred for a six ninety nine price. It's a hundred dollars off for the Rebels. I love it. Thanks, Ken. Go ahead and feel free to post that up in the group. Yes. Uh, in the uh, yeah, make an event, make an event. Yeah, it's there. Oh, it is. Okay, good, good. All right, we'll bring it. We'll we'll re uh, we'll bring it back to the front today tonight. Perfect, perfect. All right, now I'm gonna get going after I let Don in the room. Don Nagoff, get in here. Get in here. That's our next chapter. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is good. Good. Looking forward to it. All right, commitment number three. I do not believe in competition. Uh, We heard today, we're not going to call anybody out. People know who they are. We heard today that uh, somebody posted up some really good information in the group and then promptly deleted it. And they said, well, we we said, well, why did you you do that? I'm going to let Caleb Willis in the room here. Why, Why did you do that? Two reasons. One, one reason given was I didn't want to get into a long conversation. Okay, I get that. Uh, we don't all have time to chit-chat on Facebook all day, every day. I, I, believe me, I get it. Second reason was I like, to keep, I like to keep the good information internal, meaning I like to keep all my best stuff for myself. That really struck a chord with me today. And it struck a chord with Clark and and Clark went live on the group today and and talked about it a little bit. I want to tell you my perspective on it. I came into this, first off, I created this group for free. I put a lot of time into this group for free. I have a book that I gave to this group 
for free. I spent three years of my life developing this 24 hour tech platform, another year of my life writing the book. And then another two years after that, perfecting the system and constantly tweaking it. You guys have access to that for nothing. That's my best stuff. Some of my best stuff I am giving out for free. Why do I do that? Because I believe that when we all raise our bar collectively, professionally, and have the best stuff up here in our heads, we are going to raise the bar for our industry and the people that cannot keep up will wash out. If I held that to myself, how much good does that do me? I might sell a couple copies of that book. Excuse me. I sell a couple copies of that book every month. All right. That's, that's okay. But if I was jealously holding my best information, I would not be providing any value to this group. I really wouldn't. So here's what I, I'm going to do for you now. Everyone in this group, I, I don't know if anyone knows that I've, I've been doing some pricing, customized, exactamate pricing courses, right? I've given, I've given two of those courses and I do some of that customized pricing for my clients at Claims Delegates. I write exactamate estimates. Uh, and some of my clients opt to pay me to develop their price list for them so they can make 35 more points. I am going to give you that entire package that people have paid $350 to attend a class for. I'm going to give it to the group for nothing tonight. Okay? That's how much I believe there is no competition. I need everyone to know how to do pricing feedback. I need everyone to do pricing feedback in their markets so we can raise all the market rates back to where they need to be. Exactly. I want to squash any idea that anyone here has a unique idea that is special to them that they need to hold to themselves by, by, by sharing a secret in your brain and your years of experience, you are not losing out. You are actually gaining as a human being. All right. I went a little off track there. Clark, you got something to add to that? No, I, I was, I was clearly, um, I don't know. I'm just, you know, I just, I'm here in this group and there are hundreds of people freely trying to change the industry. And then there are hundreds of new startup companies, which we need, we need new fresh restorers to keep filling the pipeline. And they come here asking legitimate questions for a novice, nothing stupid, just something that we didn't know till we knew. And then for us to change the dynamic, and I won't let it happen. So this, this group has grown from when someone asks a question, you agree to come here and, and you, you got to give if you're going to take. It's going to be a reciprocal relationship and um, it won't last long if you don't because it's not, it's not going to match your, your, your cadence and tenor of who you are. You're not going to be comfortable here and it's going to push some buttons and you're probably going to find else, someplace else that might suit you better. So while I'm not mad at this person for it, I think it's a, it's a, it's a tragedy that they're still stuck in that mindset. I, I think that's the way our grandparents and maybe some of us, our parents ran businesses, but our enemies are not clear anymore and we have to be united. That's the only way to do it because our enemies are united against us. Now that's not just a big carrier, but 
Yes. Technic technology industry is our enemy. I mean, you know, the movement, it's an inanimate object, but it is united. We have to do the same thing. So, yeah. But anyway, the information was good. Um, I will repeat it and I will put what that person put in there and say, I won't, I won't claim this is my own, but here's the information. Mm. So is there, there's a parable in the Bible. Somebody correct me if I get it wrong. It's something about you have a gift and, and there's three brothers or something like that. And one of them put it under a rock. Is that, is it ringing a bell for anybody? Yes. So you're not given these gifts. You're not given this. You're not, you don't earn this knowledge so you can just hide it under a rock. You've got to go put it out into the world. And the brother in the, I forget how exactly it goes, but the brother that took his gift and put it out in the world, he got it back tenfold. That's how this works. That's how this works. So Stephen, you can probably get a little more clarity on that for me. Um, uh, so tonight I'm going to go into pricing. I'm going to go into pricing feedback and customizing your price list. And feel free to raise your hand. I'm going to go really quick because I do not want to go an hour into this thing. I'm going to go really quick, but I'm going to show you why it's so important that we all contribute to pricing feedback and customizing our own price lists in our own market. Is that cool with everybody? Yep. Yes, no, maybe. You, did you tune in just to, just to watch me drink beer? Okay, I'm going to do some whiteboard action here. Let's see how this, how this looks. Ooh, I'm going to have to step back a little bit. There we go. All right, let me get my, let me get my camera a little bit. Also, let me go ahead and tell everyone, if they change their view to only see the active speaker, they will take that. You, you'll be on the, um, on the whole screen. I'm going to go to speaker view right now. Okay, so what do we got in Xactimate? We don't, if we don't customize our price list and we say we're going to mark up everything 10 and 10, who thinks that marking up everything 10 and 10 is a 20% margin? I'm not even going to look at this screen. You don't have to raise your hand. Let me, let me show you why it's not a 20% margin. You have a sale. You have a $1,000 sale. And you mark it up 10 and 10, which is $200. You get a total sale of $1,200, right? But if your costs are 1000 bucks, you take your profit, which is your 20%. So you take your $200 divided by your $1,200. Someone can do that on their, on their calculator, but I'll tell you right now, it's 0 0.1667. That's 16% margin. There's a difference between a markup and a margin. Okay, Xactimate gives us the ability to, to put in a markup. That's what 10 and 10 is, a markup. What we get out of that markup is a margin that is far less than what the layman believes that it is. Who here runs a business that can survive on a 16% margin? I'm going to venture to guess nobody. I'm going to let Don Walker in the room here. So if, exact, if we believe Xactimate is correct, which I do believe that for the vast majority of items, the material and labor allowance and time allowance and everything that Xactimate gives us, it's pretty dead on. They do a really good job 
and I'm going to show you, I'm going to give you guys the white paper here after the, after the video from, from Actionable Insights. They do a really good job of surveying suppliers, surveying subcontractors, and dialing in what, what costs are. So Xactimate is really good at developing what are the hard costs on a job. And if you do a good job of estimating a job like I like to say that I do, uh, you're going to catch all the line items and you're going to capture all your costs. But what you're not capturing, if you're only marking up 10 and 10, you're not capturing enough margin to, to support your business long-term. When I was uh, a restoration contractor, when I was running my own branch office and I was an, an estimator, my goal was 35% GP. Oh, my pen's running out. 35% GP. Is that pretty close to what guys are on, on rebuild? Let's go, let's go restructure, rebuild. 35% people, can we agree that 35% is a pretty good goal, gross yeah. profit wise? Okay. So if I've got to get to 35% and the only tool I use is a 10 and 10, I'm short. I'm 16% short. Where does the vast majority of us, unless we're customizing a price list, the vast majority of us, where do we get that delta? Where do we make up the difference? We pay our people less. We, we beat up our subcontractors. Uh, we find bargain basement um, uh, materials. Or we overscope and we underdeliver. All of which is wrong. All of which is not the right way to do it. We shouldn't have to, we shouldn't have to fluff up Xactimate estimates in order to make our margins. We shouldn't have to underpay our employees, which, by the way, are our lifeblood of our, of our businesses, water technicians, everything good. And I'd say that every class I give, excuse me, even, even the, the water, I give, a, I give a water damage mitigation class on the 24-hour tech system. And I tell everyone, the water damage technician is the most important person in your business. If you're the CEO, your CFO, your project manager estimator, you are not as important as a water damage technician because water damage technician is first on site. Water damage technician has the most interaction with your client. Water damage technician has the most influence on the outcome of a job because they have, they make the first impression for you. So why do we pay our water damage technicians $12 an hour? Because we have to, to make margin. Now I'm going to tell you, we don't have to do that anymore. We can build, we can build our margin in. So the pricing system that I'm going to give you allows you to call out, what do you need for your margin? What do you need for your net profit? I'm going to say net, net to the end of the year. I want, I want 10%, but I also want to be able to build in what's my overhead for my business. What if my business overhead is 25%? I need to somehow build in 35%. Oh, this kind of works out there, doesn't it? I need to be able to build that in to my price list. Now, Xactimate gives you the tools and gives you uh, every all the information you need to do it. We just got to go out and do it. So what do you what do? You, do? You, just, you start here. I got to make 35%. And then you say, what do I get? I get 16% if I am marking things up 10 and 10. So in between here, 
I've got to manipulate the numbers so I can make my number. So what we end up doing is we mark up our labor, we increase our labor overhead by enough of a percentage to compensate for the fact that we're only getting 16% margin on our materials. And, and that's about it. Okay. We can do this. Here's the other side of it. When, we, when you do program work and you are locked into a price list, you know where Exactware gets most of the feedback? From program, from program work. Okay, we just, someone just not muted. I'm going to find him. I'm going to hunt you down. Joe Ledbetter's muted. Okay. So when we do program work, every job that you complete, you mark it, mark it as complete and upload to exact, exact analysis, that provides feedback to the system that you agree with those prices. And if you don't agree with those prices, why would you provide that feedback? Well, on the programs, you have to. Programs, you cannot vary. You cannot go away from the standard pricing, right? You can't use your own custom price list because they, they red flag it and you get beat down every time. But what you can do is take every program job you do, copy it, put your own price list in, and then resubmit that feedback back to Exactware. And that way, this low price that you are feeding back to the system is offset by the real price. And over time, you're going to see the Exactware price that comes straight out of Exactware, it's gonna start to match and become, get to parity with, with what reality is, what, with what you need to run your company. Ben Justison did a really good job. He was very diligent about this in his market in uh, Eastern Washington. And for those of you that don't know, he was able to, in the span of 13 months, he was able to increase his labor rates across the board by $20 an hour, strictly by providing feedback, steady, consistent feedback based on his margins, his market realities, and his business overhead. So if he can do it in his market, we can do it in our markets. The reason I'm going to give this to you is because it's going to take all of us in all of our markets to make this happen. So, okay, I'm going to go to the notes here. And then, uh, making the pricing list to count all proper marketing. Did she, uh, yes. Yes, Mr. Brian Rauch, that's exactly what we're doing. We're increasing, we're feeding good data back into the system. Because you know what percentage of, of uh, estimates come from contractors? What percentage of feedback estimates come from contractors? 10%. Well, is that 9%, Brian? You say 9, 10. Yeah, yeah. It's 10%. It's, so we're being overwhelmed by all the IAs and, and, and adjusters submitting their own feedback, the program guys submitting their own feedback. We have to go above and beyond and, and blast this thing with, with better information, more volume of information. Okay, who wants to add to that conference? Brian, it sounds like you're, you've got a little something on this. So go, Show us, uh, give us your input on that one. Excuse me, well, it's the garbage in, garbage out principle for programming. Mm -hmm. 
not as if you're not establishing a price as according to market conditions, you know, we have the adjusters running around dictating what we do, essentially price fixing, but not officially, is because we're we're not using our software properly, we're, we're not giving the good feedback, we're, we're withholding information. I, it's old hats what you're saying here. Um, I don't know. The guy that's been hammering this to me has been David Hodge out in Phoenix. He's mm-hmm. a huge proponent of this. Yes, sir. And so that's where that's one of the reasons why I'm here for that. But also I've I've learned this from the restaurant business. I've been helping grow a couple of those for a couple of years, and that's the same thing with what's your food cost? Same idea. Right. And if you don't build that in and then oh, build your margin in, you're SOL, well, you're out of business. You, um, yeah. And a lot of what, what the problem is with the restoration industry as a whole, we don't understand our numbers well enough to know that we're dying. We just don't, we just assume that we just assume there's enough money there. We assume the mar, Oh, the margins are good. The margins are good. Well, newsflash, the margins are no longer good. The margins haven't been good for a number of years. We're just been slow on the uptake to realize it and do something better. I'm going to do a little share screen share. I'm going to show you guys a little bit behind the curtain who can share. Um, I'm going to say me. Okay. That's the wrong button. Screen share, please. Okay. I'm going to do, let's just do a desktop share, share screen. And I'm going to bring up the spreadsheet that I worked all day today on as revising it to send out to the people that came to my class. Can you see this? I'm going to reduce it here. So what happens is we have to go in and establish. Can you, can you all see this? Yes, maybe, sort of. Can you make it full screen for you? Uh, how's that? Yeah. Better? Yes. Okay. So we build in. I just, this is a plug, there's some plug numbers and keep in mind, when we talk about pricing, we, we don't talk about this is what you should charge. We talk about this is the generalities of how to establish, how to come up with your own pricing. We are not trying to tell anyone anywhere what to charge for anything. So these are generalities. You're going to have to customize this to your own business. Okay. The lawyers will be off me for a little bit on that one. So I plugged in 22% of business overhead costs. A lot of people have higher overhead costs than that. A lot of people have big businesses that have a lot of overhead. They might be running 26, 27%. Uh, and when I was in the business, we were shooting for 10, 11% net at the end of the year. Combine those thing, those two things comes up to 32%. Also, also we have to establish what do we want to pay our employees? We don't have to pay them according to what we're given. We can pay them according to what we design into our own businesses. Hey, someone's writing. Yeah, I like that. Right on the screen. Uh, so if you, pay your, if, you're, if you pay your technicians $21 an hour, then design that. Put that into your, your budgeting process. Put, build that into your prices so you can actually do that. So you can actually pay them $21 an hour. I was on the phone with somebody in Southern California. They pay all their technicians $22 an hour because that's what it takes to get a decent employee that will stay, stick around more than two weeks in San Diego. So if Xactimate has $13 an hour, let me just go over to cleaning technician, cleaning remediation technician. 
that's the current wage. This, uh, this is in Ohio. So this is Cleveland, Ohio, $20 an hour. But if you're, tw- if you're $22 an hour, you're losing money right out of the gate using Xactimate until you customize your own price list. Uh, so why don't, how do we do this without going into every single item? There's 20,000 plus items in the Xactimate database. Well, we, we make some assumptions. We assume that we're not going to change all the material pricing. We assume the, pr- the material pricing is pretty good with no margin built in. Where's my other? I have another sheet over here. Oh, I, I had it up. There's, there's 0.0% business overhead built into any Xactimate line item. It's just fact. People want to argue about it. It's, it's, just, it's just fact. There's no business overhead built into any Xactimate line item. So if we know on material... We're not going to change all the material. There's too much. We can't change it on an individual basis. So we're going to assume all we're going to get on the material is 10 to 10, right? So we have to overcompensate in order to get to our 32% margin. We have to overcompensate and change our labor by a higher percentage. And right here you'll see is 47.33% to get our combined margin of 32%. Then we do some fancy math and we try to, we build that 32% back in and this is what it looks like. You take the Xactimate wage plus the burden plus the overhead. And there's a calculation in here in between. It's not showing uh, and it doesn't matter, but the real retail rate is $82 and 45 cents for a carpenter. And this is, this is fictitious because it's in Ohio. Um, So there's a Delta of 1766. So you have to go into Xactimate and change your labor overhead calculation to this number 4252. And I'll show you, let me show you real quick. Can you guys still see that? Maybe. Let's see if I can get it exactly to come up quicker. Quicker, I said. Quicker. Who here is annoyed by how often you have to change your Xactimate password? I mean, I swear it's like every two weeks. It's so dumb. So I'm going to go to price list. I'm going to go to Ohio. Oh, no, not that Ohio. Different Ohio. An unedited Ohio. There we go. So what's this number here? New labor overhead calculation for Carpenter, finished Carpenter. So let's go there. Can you guys still see this or should I go full screen? I'm not hearing any objections. So in order to get to this retail rate that we're shooting for 82.45, because that has our built-in margin and overhead in it, we have to change this number right here. Oh, this is a read-only price list, so I can't change it. But we take this labor overhead price, which is sitting at 24.86 right now, and we put it at 42.52. And that gives us our new retail rate of 82.45. That is, in a nutshell, how, how the pr- custom pricing works. And then you've got to feed it back into the system. And I'm going to give you guys, like I said, I'm going to give you all the steps to do that portion of it because I believe we all need to know how to do that. Any questions on, on pricing, customizing prices, you know, that I've spent 20 minutes on it? Hey, Andy. Yes, sir, uh, go ahead. We had a comment in um, 
earlier we had a comment from someone in the group here that it looked like Jason Richards. I feel like this is more focused on repairs. It's my understanding that the majority of this group is mitigation. Um, talking about what you were talking about, that you were mostly talking about repairs. I'm no. to see what your reply was. So the um, every line item in Xactimate is made up of several different items. Some of them material, some of them labor, right? So we might have one line item, SCWAV, right? That might have that might be made up of of a labor item and four different material items. You got glue, you got nails, you got the actual wood itself. Um, there's there's different percentage of labor versus material. You know, some light items have 90% labor or, you know, uh, WTR EXT, right? Extraction. You're going to have a little bit of a, of that line item is going to be for your equipment and the lion's share of that line item is going to be for labor, right? So if we're skewing our labor rates by this 42%, which we, which I just showed you, we're, if we're skewing our, our labor rates in order to get our margins where we need to be by, let me get back over here, by 30, by 47.33%. On the mitigation items, that's going to be artificially, that's going to go, that uh, might on the surface seem like we're skewing the, oh, who was that? Wow. I can hear somebody, but I can't see them. All right, doesn't matter. That's going to skew our, our labor way high. But keep in mind that the vast majority of us are not allowed to charge 10 and 10 on mitigation, right? It's just not worth the fight. So when we build in this 47% margin uh, or markup into our, all, into our labor line items, it makes up for the fact on mitigation that we can't charge 10 and 10. It actually, it actually washes out pretty well. On, re on repairs, it's pretty pretty much average across the board. You have every line item is 50% labor, 50% material, and that's what we calculate on. It's not a perfect science. It's not exact. Um, Exactware hasn't given us this insight. We had to develop this on our own. So we have to take some liberties with the data, and we're going we're gonna to make some assumptions. So we're assuming that on average, 50% of every line item is labor, 50% of every line item is material. So to, to repeat on mitigation that actually does better for us because we're not able to get 10 and 10 in mitigation. So we need to still do this. Even if you do majority mitigation, you still need to do this. This is what's, what, what, what ordinary retail guys do. They build their margin in. They don't, you don't see a plumber adding 10 and 10 to his bill, right? You don't go to no. Home Depot and, and, and buy, you know, buy some, some hammers and some wood and you see a line on by the end, 10 and 10. No, it's built in. That's what we're doing. That's what we're talking about doing. We're talking about building our margins in and on the mitigation side. When you can't get 10 and 10, um, that's what we're doing. We're, we're compensating for the fact we can't get 10 and 10. We're, we're actually building in a retail rate. Well, hey. let me, let me, let me say something else. Well, go ahead, Danny. I want to say something. I don't quick, want to quick, quick question for you on the uh, uh, on the labor burden. Is that is that the part that factors in the uh, fifteen minutes each way drive time, or is yes? And there's another there's another component to um, share screen. I'm going to share just that screen. Let's see how this goes. Um, so there's another. This is your budgeted labor efficiency. 
Because what happens in Xactimate, if you'll go into your labor efficiencies, I'm going to stop my screen share and reshare my Xactimate screen here. We can see in our supporting events, this is my, it's an Ohio price list again, supporting events, labor. You can see where the efficiencies lie. So contents labor, they say it's, it's 11. Yeah, so they're 80, 89, 88 and a half percent efficient. That's one of the most efficient trades out there, which just, I, it's not reality. So on top of adjusting your labor rates, you have to adjust your efficiencies. I advocate adjusting these across the board to 33% because this right here, Danny, this says labor assumptions based on an eight hour day with five minute planning, 30 minute drive time and material equipment pickup, blah, blah, blah. Who has 30 minute drive time total in a day? Nobody. So not to, not to mention five minute planning, five <laughs> minute planning. Yes. Five minutes, plenty of time, plenty of time. So what we're doing is adjusting this for our purposes. We're adjusting this for, for our use and to, to, to accomplish our business goals. You know, we're not, I'm not going to let anyone outside of me and my family and my business determine what my goals and dreams are. I'm going to set my goals and dreams and then I'm going to go get them. And this is one of the most powerful tools we can use to do that. So answer your question, Danny. So, so Andy, I want to bring up some things and I want to, and so Jason asked the original question. Now he's his, and you may can see the notes. I'm full service. And I totally agree on what's being said for the repair side. I'm full. It says I'm full service. And yes, we struggle on that side of the business because of TPAs. However, I have no problem closing out every month on mitigation at 75%. That's gross. That's, that's gross. how much you paying your guys, Jason. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bet you don't have a guy, uh, a technician making 20 bucks an hour. Um, 25 bucks an hour, really? I'm trying to unmute him. Why, why can't I unmute him? He probably can't talk. Oh, right? oh, Jason Richard, where are you at? Here we go. Unmute. Who is it? Are you costing your equipment? Well, yeah, I, I doubt he's. Um, well, he can. Yeah, tell me, Jason, are you job costing your equipment? Or, or is your equipment free to the job? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I'll, I'll mute you back again. Sorry. Sorry, Jason. Um, all right. Well, and that's okay. Do you want to make more money? So that's what I wanted to bring up. I wanted to bring up there is a, there is a, a group, and I don't know how big it is, but there are people that say this entire conversation is silly because they make plenty of money on using the Xactimate because they quote unquote know how to write a good sheet. That's what I hear all the time. And, and of course, you know, I'm a proponent of, I'm a big proponent of just get out, get out of, if, if we're fighting with Xactimate so much, then just leave it. Because what happens is, and to use your example a while ago about a, a restaurant or, or Brian actually was talking about, he ran some restaurants. If you know your food cost and you know the kind of restaurant that you want to run, Sure, you can run a restaurant that serves macaroni and cheese out of a craft box, but if you want to be a better restaurant and serve better food, you're going to buy better food materials. And so you have to price your job accordingly. There's not a food critic that comes in and tries to tell you, well, you have to lower your price or we're not going to pay the bill. That's what we get with the insurance carrier. Yeah. We have an end user, which is our customer, the diner, 
the person who's eating our food, and then a party that comes in that may be their boss, because that's who they get their money from, comes in and says, no, 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 I don't pay you enough to eat this macaroni and cheese. So I'm just sitting here saying that we see these posts all day, every day in the Rebel Group. I get these arguments from the carrier. Listen, if you drop your prices 20%, I want to give you a tip. The carrier is still going to call you and find something else they want to cut. Mm-hmm. So you're mm-hmm. not doing any favors or you're not hurting yourself by pricing your jobs where they need to be. We don't work for the care. You know, I'm not going to get on that tangent, but that's this. If people just all day say, I, I, I can't be higher than the TPAs because I won't get any work. So that those are the arguments we hear, but I just don't think that's a good excuse. Sure. And, and, and do you give, how many weeks of vacation do you give your technicians? How much, how much healthcare do you provide your technicians? Uh, how, how, what's their allotment for new, new clothes? How much tools do you allow them every month or every year? Uh, these are all things that get paid out of business overhead. You can't job cost those things. And my guess is you're not is someone who's, who's not changing their price list and says they're making 75%. Sure, you are. But is your employee getting the maximum benefit or are you just the owner getting that benefit? I would venture to guess just the owner. And it's nothing wrong with that. I don't, don't, I'm not judging here. I just believe that we can do better. I believe in order for us to, to go 120 days without getting paid, we might need to build in some margin for that, Right. Uh, we are the only industry that, that goes so long. We might not ever get paid. I've got a guy in my local market. He's waiting on $500,000. That's six months out on four different jobs because people just say, eh, yeah, then I'm going to spend the money. You just said, screw you. Any number of things because we don't run a COD business. We, we unfortunately are at the, we have to play these games so why, if we're going to finance all this work, if we're going to take all this risk, well, if you're sitting at 75%, Jason, maybe you'd meet me at 80 or 85% because there's going to come a time where you're going to get shafted on a $100,000 job and you're going to look at the bank account and say, I don't have the capital to carry that. I think uh, Jason needs to be teaching classes and teach everybody how to make yeah, Maybe. Yeah, and there's that too. Um, I mean, and, and don't, everyone runs a different business. Everyone has different ins and outs. Everyone has different goals. Joe, go ahead. I mean, listen, the point at the end of the day, it's all about mindset. It has nothing to do with the actual price list. It has nothing to do with the price list. See, we've all forgotten that this price list that we're still fucking talking about, excuse my language, but the reality is it was created by the insurance carrier for the insurance carrier. We're still having that conversation. So this is more about mindset. At the end of the day, this is going to blow you guys away. So check this fact out, right? This is, a, this, is, this is crazy factual. Anyone out there who's done large loss, show me an estimate. I'm sorry. Show me an invoice that included a line item from Xactimate. Zero. Dude, it, does, it doesn't exist. You know what, a, you know what a, an invoice from a large loss looks like? It looks like a stack of sub-bids, contracts, <laughs> basic language. And an Excel spreadsheet. And an Excel spreadsheet at best, or maybe some time and materials like tracking it, but it doesn't matter. The whole point is there's no descriptive 
of what the carrier is paying for. The carrier pays out percentage largest by gross value to sub bids, which have no like detail, mm-hmm. right? There, there's, there's little to no detail. They're one pagers. They've got a, a really small amount of money against line items that actually come into the system, right? But the reality is, is line items, it takes a million line items to build a, a $100,000 estimate per se, right? Like you get the conversation. So there's a, there's a lot of granular data that they're chewing on every single day. So, so here's the challenge for anybody still drinking the TPA Kool-Aid, right? Go submit your next repair bill and all sub-bids and watch what happens. Like one of two things, right? They're going to be so confused. They're just going to pay it, all right? Or they're like, well, why couldn't you write it in like Xactimate? And then you'll say, well, because the trades are expensive right now. Like, and by right. the way, if they're not expensive in your market, then you're obviously not doing enough work because trades are expensive all over the damn country. <laughs> it's mindset. This is all about mindset. It has nothing to do with anything else. You as an owner have to take control of it. So tell me how you as an owner, okay, let's keep it really simple. I'm Xactimate. I'm coming into the owner's checkbook tomorrow and I'm writing checks that you have no idea are, are the amount for. Are you cool with that? Fuck no, you're not cool with that, right? Like you want to be in control of your business. Just so you know, when you use their price list, when you play their game, like they're in control of your shit, not you. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is about mindset. I'm not saying don't use Xactimate. I think Xactimate actually is a phenomenal tool to create accuracy and transparency of what you need to do from a, a construction standpoint, from a mitigation standpoint. I enjoy it. But at the same time, like I'm not having the conversation about my labor rate being X, me personally, because I'm going at it with a different mindset. Here's my sub bids. Here's my documentation. Here's my contract with the insured. Right. Mm-hmm. So again, we've already talked about this majority of the lower 48 states. It's incurred costs once it's under contract yep. before work even gets done. Like we don't have to get crazy technical on the carrier, but if you present in an educated format with a strategy to the carrier on how to settle a claim, you will settle that claim very quickly, very fast. And at the rates that you've deemed unnecessary. Yes. If you, if you, you want to go on a pocket to fund it. No, absolutely not. And if you want to take the time to go through the price list, I encourage it. Like I have tons of my own price list. They make sense. But at the end of the day, the carriers paying majority of all the dollars every year to fricking sub bids. Like let that set in for a second. They do no review. They do, they do little to no any data. To They're say, not calling these subs. And here's the best part because like if you had an HVAC sub that was water heater and furnace, right? As an example, on one piece of paper, the carrier just paid it nine grand. They can't put that data into the algorithms in ExactMate because it doesn't line up in a fucking box. Yep. So their, their, their algorithm doesn't get the real information. They carriers pay out more on sub than anything else. I'm not saying go run a sub business. I'm just explaining to you guys that we get caught up in the line item. So the line item is the minutia. Yeah, like I agree. Mindset. Mindset. Hey, guys, so, one, one more thing. I know we went off on a tangent. Um, Bob Timmel, and I think he may have put it in our documents, but Bob did a um, – he took like the top 50 or 75 line items from Xactimate and showed that the, in 10 years they have not moved. Mm-mm. Some of them have actually declined. So Absolutely. Have your, have your cost of running your business not gone up in 10 years? Of course they have. Everything has. I mean, everything in the carrier's feet their their premiums go up every year so it's it's just ridiculous i mean i just say make straighten them out or walk away from exactimate bye yeah yeah but if you're going to use exactimate why not use it why not add 32 35% can you got one more thing to say i thought you, you almost raised your hand i thought hey, i got some 
Hey. Yeah, go ahead, Andy. Eric. Hey, listen. So I also found out, too, I, I went to the Actionable Insights LA Chapter meeting uh, about a week ago, last week sometime. And they were talking to the guys there, and they were letting, they told me, yeah, really good stuff going on there. I love what, what they're doing. Too much power to the adjuster. Uh oh. Say that again. They're they're giving too much power to the adjuster. This happens every time Eric wants to say something. Like the gremlins fall into his phone. It goes under a bridge. All right. Hey, try turning off your video. Um, I can't do it from my end. Uh, stop. I'm going to stop your video there. See if we can uh, get a little better. There. there we go. Sorry. That's brutal. I'm so sorry, Eric. Hey, you got to blame Jonathan. He's, he made me switch to Verizon. Oh, <laughs> ouch. Ouch. He's not even here to defend himself. All right, That's so, all right. So they're saying we're giving too much power to the adjusters. How are we doing that? No, no, no. I'm saying that. Okay. I'm saying that it, when you use Xactimate, I got off Xactimate because I saw that they can get in there to my numbers and they can sit there and, and well, no, this and that. Anyways, my point is this. What I learned at the meeting was um, that we can do uh, pricing feedback, but they that only influences 15% of uh, – uh, only 15% of the total – uh, influences sure. the influencers that are there. 10 to so 15. it's just fifteen percent. Yeah, ten to fifteen. So, and I asked, well, where are they where are they doing? And they're I guess they're doing surveys, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're calling contractors in these various markets. Yeah, there's three different they're methodologies. Like, they're only calling like 15, 20 contractors. I'm in freaking LA where there's thousands. Yeah. Of contractors, how the heck are you going to be able to get a nice good solid number when you're only surveying just a, a smidgen of what's out there. So I, that's, that's another, I don't know how to fix that. We can't, can, can we call Xactimate and ask them to survey us? Yes. Survey me. Yes. You can. Yes. And that, that'll all be in the package that I'm going to put live in the group after this call. Yeah. There's, there's uh, three different ways. They they, accept, they they get data from actively soliciting feedback. They get data from passive feedback because is us um, giving feedback through the system. And the third way is oh I forget I can't remember it's late. But there's there's three different methodologies that they they get feedback into their their algorithms. So we are uh, at one hour and one minute. I am going to cut it cut it off. So let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. If you are not providing value, why are you here? All right. Why are you a human on the planet? If you're not providing value, find a way to provide value. I've got a sign right here. I'm going to show you. Here it is. Let me see if I can do this. Oh, I can almost get there. The, the cord's not long enough. It's right there. It says, what is something I can do for someone else today? What is something I can do to add value to the world today? What is something that I have to offer other people? If we can just internalize the fact that we are not here for ourselves, we are here for this God-given gift 
not to hide under a rock. We have to give this gift to the world so it will multiply and then we get it back tenfold or a hundredfold. I don't know if Ardno ever found that, that Bible quote, but I don't see him on the, on the screen anymore. The gifts we are given, the knowledge that we earn through sometimes very painful lessons, they're not, they're not ours to keep. They're ours to give. They're ours to give back to the world. So let's do that. Let's be unified in our purpose. The rising tide will float all boats. And uh, let's do this. Let's, let's do this together. We, we are stronger together than we are apart. And I love you all, guys. And all right, Mark Witcher's just Did Sean call you and tell you just to hold up the book the whole time? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell him. I'm going to email him now. Sean's the little rascal. I, wa- I want to know this guy. I want to take him to dinner. Oh, he's a great guy. Great guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Brian. Uh, for the book that Mark has there, maybe you can get a hold of um, the author to see if we can do a bulk group buy, see if we can get him for less than sticker. Well, it's on Amazon, but uh, yeah, I'll talk to him. I'm on a first name basis. I can text him. So, um, oh, one last thing. Clark and I would love to be in LA on the 15th giving some sort of class. So just throwing that out there. We're going to go to the Warrior Weekend, OP's Warrior Weekend at Restoration Mastery the 16th, 17th, 18th. We'd like to do that Wednesday. We'd like to be in LA, either setting up a rebel chapter or or giving a, a class on what it means to be a Restoration 2.0 contractor, maybe some pricing, maybe some TNM, something, or all of the above. So I'm throwing that out there, LA on the 15th, of next month so we'll see you guys yeah, next i'll see week. if i can throw some guys together for that one yeah we'll get we'll keep it well eric I'll i thought you were san diego no i'm la man i'm 45 minutes from op all right brother let's do that let's do that otherwise bless y'all we'll see you guys in the group